Hey guys, right. welcome back to the Off The Script Podcast. Today, me and Jermaine are joined by repeated guest, IFBB Classic Pro, all the way from Austria. Kevin, how you doing? Hey guys, man? thank you for having me on. Welcome back. Nice to have you back. Yep, yep. So how, how's things been with you since we last spoke? Uh, when, did, when did we do the last podcast? It's been, a, oh, been eight, about eight yeah. months. Yeah, eight it's months. been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, off-season went pretty well since then. Uh-huh. Um, I'm currently at my highest weight, mm-hmm. um, like 120 kg in the morning. Um, feeling wow. pretty good, also pretty strong. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's the best starting point for prep. Uh, I will start prep at the end of March. Okay. And we'll compete in July, August, something like this. Fantastic. Yeah, from what I've seen of you so far, you you, you tend to stay in, I guess, striking distance. Like it's not, you, you haven't gone crazy in terms of like, like when, when you put on, when you say you put on this amount of weight, it's a lot of clean weight. It's not like a, uh, it doesn't yeah. seem to be. Yeah, spot, it's, you know? it's, I think it's a little fluffy. Uh, mm-hmm. right now but um it's okay i have um yeah. like i had off like two years now because uh-huh. uh, i was competing in 2019 july this was uh-huh. my last competition so i had two years off and yeah i think i gained uh, a lot of size on chest delts and triceps which are the main weakness yeah. or are the main focus and yeah i'm pretty confident in competing this year and I'm trying to get uh, a better placing than last time. So I'm aiming for the top 10 to do my routine on the contest. Awesome. So yeah. if you're not in the top 10, you can fuck off and <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to see your routine. So yeah, I'm trying to uh, present my routine this time. Fantastic. And yeah. What, um, so what, have, what shows have you got planned? Have you got any in mind in particular? I know it's difficult right it's now. It's pretty difficult with the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one in Portugal, which was my first uh, yeah. pro competition. And yeah, we will we will take this one for the first, if it um, actually happens. Yeah. And then we just go from there, um, trying to do like two to three uh, competitions. And then we see where we're at. Um, if it's really yeah let's say if it's if it's okay to go a step further and to try to come to the olympia via points but i don't think it's possible this year what so so it's sounding like your main goal this year is to try and get as high in the top 10 at pro show as possible is that is that accurate yes definitely the goal yeah cool um and what 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 are you planning to do in terms of transitioning into this contest season? Is there anything different this time round in terms of how you're set up? Is it just very consistent, very much the same? Um, As I'm working with Stefan from 2013 on, I think we will do like the same as always. Um, I'm currently now at 5,000 calories. So we were um, slowly transitioned down, I think in like 15, 14 to 15 weeks. Um, we're laying out the prep for this um, period of time. And yeah, I don't think we will do anything different now. Fantastic. Awesome. Check it away. Um, yeah. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, there was a big, there was some big news coming from yourself with the, the new sponsorship over there yeah. in Europe. Uh, you can Fantastic. talk a little bit about that if you want to, because last time you were on, you were with, we were with Tramba JP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know external circumstances are the main reason why that, didn't can continue yeah um oh yeah just take the take it away yeah yeah um i just got a like say a better uh contract or a better offer from another sponsor which is in uh germany Mm -hmm. uh, stated in germany and also the um like the brexit um was was a factor because um the shipping we had to pay uh, for the for the supplements uh, yeah. for the last for the last order, and this was yeah um, a pity. So um, I was yeah I was just taking the new offer from the new sponsor, uh, which also had has a lot of health subs 
and yeah, uh, intro workout, EAAs, and I think that's basically basically all I need um, mm-hmm. for my performance in the gym. And yeah, I got a pretty good offer as well. Um, they're uh, working with some kind of um, affiliate codes, um, okay. so you can um, earn a little bit of money from that. And also the payments for uh, the trips, so for the competitions, uh, they take care of that. And that's also really, really important for me um, because when I do uh, a travel to like America or something, it will be pretty expensive. So yeah, I'm pretty well off with that. Um, but uh, just wanted to say all the train by GP subs or something like uh, the subs are really, really good. And the quality is still really uh, the best on the market, I guess. Um, but yeah, um, currently I'm producing more and more German content because I want to build a little bit more into the German follower, um, mm-hmm. Germany, Switzerland, and Austria. Um, yeah, because uh, the advertising for this product is a little bit easier, <laughs> I wanted to say, okay. because um, all the German followers or all the which are stated in Germany, Switzerland, or Austria, um, always complained about the 20 pound uh, shipping costs. Yeah. GP. So they, it was, was pretty hard to advertise. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is more like a mainstream company, which is a little bit down in um, the price, but I think the quality is pretty good. Fantastic, yeah. We'll awesome. put any and all links and stuff like that in the um, description below for anyone who's interested to check that out. Um, there might even be some UK people who want to have a look at that as well. Sure. Uh, I don't know what the shipping rates are like to the UK from Germany, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just have to check it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, so look, looking into, I guess, a bit more into prep because i'm i want to sort of stay on this like you going into prep horse that we're on right now so what one of the things i I actually want to ask is um how do you sort of manage the transition from off season into the prep phase is it is it anything is there anything in particular that you do to go about that will you go into like a period of maintenance then go into a deficit are you are you do you start just like tapering off or is it just straight in like how how do you manage that Uh, basically we take off like 500 calories from now and um, add a little bit of cardio in so this will be the main transition um, from mentally I think I'm just um, realizing I think only after four to six weeks yeah and I I really realized that I'm in prep at the mm-hmm. first four to yeah, six weeks, sure. it's such a transitioning period, and you don't really uh, you don't really feel anything different. The only thing I I recognized in the last preps was I got stronger um, in in the first weeks of prep because I was eating less mm-hmm. and that the digestive stress was less. a lot less. Yeah. And I think this was um, yeah helping my performance in the gym. Yeah, fantastic. There's been um, a big boom as well with Stefan's popularity in the UK since he's yeah. been working with Cuba as well. Yeah, I've seen a lot more people take note of him, his yeah. athletes and everything like that, which is great because I've, I've, I've seen him on one of the early JP videos when he was coaching Jordan yeah. and uh, always kind of take note of what he was doing and then you two guys were always working together and stuff like that. So it's nice to see someone knowledgeable who's not as popular working with someone who has the big social media following and putting them out there and getting some more popularity for people that are very, very good coaches as yeah, well, which is pretty awesome. Definitely the popularity was rising over the last six months, I would say. He was all, all, also on a big channel in or a big YouTube channel in uh, Germany. On okay. the rep one, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, with Matze Busse, and I think this helped him a lot. Um, also, is uh, at the new sponsor at the Vayu. Um, they also um, support him a lot with the social media things. So he's just doing uh, the content, and they support everything. And it's pretty great um, that he got a lot of support because he can put out a lot of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's um, 
he he's he has started to feel more and more to me like someone who is going to become one of those more mainstream gurus for sure or coaches like um like I can see him in the same sort of crowd potentially in future as like obviously like Patrick Tall blew up this past year. Yeah, I see that happening with him as well massively. Overseas. I think he's he's working his his status into these ranks. Yeah, mm, yeah, for sure. Uh, Joe, do we want to get into some questions yet? Let's do it, man. If, if people want more bodybuilding talk and training talk and stuff like that, <laughs> when we did the podcast last year with Kevin, yeah. it was very serious and everything like that. Yeah, this time, it's uh, a bit more chill. Ten, ten just, minutes in, we stopped yeah. with the bodybuilding stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. The only way. Right. So the first question was, will Kevin be competing? So we already covered that one. Yeah. All right. Question number one. If you could be any movie character in which film, which would you be and why? Wow. And all the audience has tuned out. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think about it as well. Um... The only thing that comes to my mind is Tor because it's so beautiful okay. <laughs> it's all the girls <laughs> i i was thinking um the first thing you that came you... to my mind i didn't even really it, i just had terminator flash in my head <laughs> terminator, and i was like really? is that really good yeah. with the dreads really with good? the dreads t800 with the with dreadlocks yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> I went superhero as well. I, I went Wolverine, so Wolverine. that's pretty cool. Wolverine. Are you sure about Wolverine? He seems like a very depressed man. <laughs> yeah, I know. When, when he you. goes crazy, you know, when he goes crazy, though, you know, and, and yeah, he gets... He's got a and, hang on. Problem. And, and he gets to bang Phoenix, so happy days. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, I have Natalie, so I have Natalie Portman then. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's okay. You've kind of solved me on that. that I'll makes take a lot that. Of sense. Um, I'll try to think. Phoenix, Fa- Famke Janssen's Phoenix, right? So, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, Who are you going for, Jermaine? Terminator. I mean, you don't get any girls. So, Sarah Connor. No, I don't, I don't get <laughs> any girls. Connor. Even Sarah Connor's not interested. <laughs> I don't know. Um, he was pretty shredded though back in the day. He was. Maybe um Aquaman. Aqua yes. That is a great one. That is a fantastic <laughs> one. Jason Momoa is um very popular with the ladies. So I can I can see that working out. <laughs> so yeah. all we focus is on ladies, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't focus on the superpowers. Okay. Yeah. I right. mean the superpowers are cool. Yeah. It's also an excuse for you to be at the beach permanently. So I think we've lost Joe just now. Yeah. Uh, he's a bit stuck. I'm here. Oh, yeah. I'm here. I'm here. Look, looking Hello. good. Looking Your good. Face is I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. No. Oh, no. You look great, Joe. Um, Don't worry. Can you still it. hear me? Yes, I can no, still I can, hear you. Can, it's just that's fine. blinking with a big grin on ah, you. Now he's going to get back. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with that Aquaman, actually. Good suggestion, Kevin. Um, Joe, what was yours? Wolverine. Wolverine, for sure. Are you sure? Yeah. Yep. Raging alcoholic. Excellent. Okay. Next <laughs> question. <laughs> right. If you would be a high-level pro in any other sport, which would it be and why? Go on, Jermaine. You can start. NBA. Basketball? Probably basketball, yeah. Like as a, like basketball is one of those sports, especially in America, where it's pretty much the national sport of America. And it's a national, almost a national sport for a lot of other countries around the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the amount of money those guys are making, even yeah. if you're not high up in the NBA, like the amount of money you'll make is ridiculous. <laughs> so, and, and the girls. And the girls. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 Today. <laughs> So I'm going with golf. Golf? Really? really? 
Okay. Tiger, Tiger Woods. That's that's good. That's good. Any reason besides Tiger Woods, though? Like, what what attracts you towards golf? You want to be the the best Austrian golf player of all time? <laughs> now I'm gonna piss off all the of the, all the golf guys. You don't have you don't have to do much work. <laughs> He's gonna be like. Um, Oh, what's that film where he just has... He's not even the golfer. He just has anger fits when he's playing golf. What, with Adam Sandler? Yeah, with Adam ah. Sandler. Oh, um... Oh, shit. Where what's he just called? ruins the courses and just yeah. the piss out yeah. of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the name. I could see that. I could see that. Have you seen um, Tiger Woods' son playing golf? No. No. He's He, play, he hit everything he does... When he's playing golf, he does the exact same as Tiger Woods. Okay. Like there's comparisons of him teeing off, and the way he he like swings back, the way he connects with the with like it's all the exact same. It's okay. I'll, same I'll try behavior. and find a uh, video and send it, but it's it's bizarre. He's like exactly like him. You can tell it's he's not, like it's not really. Golf. It's not really his son. He's just made a clone. that's exactly what's going on there (laughs) Uh, right Joe what's yours Uh, what was the question oh yeah Uh, American football 100% American football yeah Yeah. I thought that would be the case I'd go go back I'd go back to playing apart from the concussions it was fun so there you go I never really tried it Um, I, I tried rugby I was into rugby for a little while but I never got into American football it's never my it's thing. It's fun. It's good. Uh, if people are interested, like there is a league in the UK, and that's when I played was for like the junior team, the youth team, mm. and stuff like that. Um, but I just I don't miss the head injuries and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just not fun because you, you forget what you're doing for like half the day. <laughs> you're that's there, why, you play for like yeah. five minutes, and then you forget everything else. <laughs> that's yeah. why I stopped playing rugby was because I was lifting in the gym at the time, and one of my friends who was also playing rugby at the time he he was like getting really strong you know like wanted to do powerlifting meets and stuff um but he he wouldn't quit rugby and then he dislocated his knee oh, playing rugby and that was it he couldn't do either so yeah. at that point it's like well is it worth it and that's when i stopped yeah um i do want to all the issues from these two sports yeah yeah it's compounding yeah. you have any experience playing golf kevin I have. I also have the uh, competition lines, I think. License. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. I did it in school, uh, but I, I've never oh. never done uh, golfing again from school on. So I was just thinking about the money and the sponsor contracts. Yeah. <laughs> we were answering this. <laughs> That's where my head went. Yeah. yeah. And the girls. Um, so. <laughs> oh, girls. <laughs> Uh, did you actually play any other sports at school? Was there any other? Because uh, I know we talked about this briefly last time. I remember. Yeah, yeah I did, with I very... did a lot of sports. I tried uh, judo, but stopped it because everybody was sitting on my head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when my, yeah. when my, mom, yeah. when my mom was was uh, carrying me home, I was already laying on the on the bed there because I was knocked out. <laughs> um, I did football, but it wasn't yeah. pretty good. So soccer or football. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I do? I did volleyball for a pretty long time. I think until I was 18. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's, it's really popular in Europe, right? Volleyball. Mm-hmm. Yes. Really, really popular. Because my Polish friend as well, it's really popular over in oh, where he's from over in Poland. Um, yeah. It's, it doesn't exist over here. There's no real not like thing, competition yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. So it's it sounds rather gay, but watching it, it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it is cool. Yeah. When you have an appreciation for it, yeah, it's the yeah. same as oh, bodybuilding, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, you <laughs> can't get much gayer than bodybuilding. Big gay, <laughs> but it's kind of cool when you understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I used to enjoy playing volleyball like in the swimming pool. Like water polo, yeah. that was always fun. Yeah, yeah. So, bit gay, you know. <laughs> nearly the same. <laughs> yeah, nearly the same. We wear like speedos as well. Yeah, yeah. Speedos. Nothing. That was that was the one. That was the one role that was naked. <laughs> <laughs> All skinny dipping. Yeah. 
Um, yes. What is the weirdest sport you guys have ever played or tried? Is there, was there any particularly particular sort of thing that you consider sport, which is very bizarre? Because I have one. Okay. Well, that was weird or just I, I didn't like it. It was just bizarre. as a, like a bizarre, non-conventional sport. I think netball is stupid. <laughs> okay. There's already a game called basketball that is superior to netball. It's the same. You just can't run with the ball. But basketball, you can already run with the ball. So what is the point? <laughs> you make a valid point. Yeah, yeah. that's true. There's that's a lot of, there's, no. Well, there's a lot of stuff like that, isn't there? That's kind of like the same concept, just variations on it. Well, it's like rounders and basketball, uh, baseball, right? Yeah, 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 so. exactly. Yeah, true. Um, but, yeah, my weird, my weird sport that I tried and did for about three months when I was younger was... Um, it was underwater hockey. It was the most be- <laughs> right. <laughs> let me let me explain this <laughs> for the viewers. You have to hear salmon or something. It was <laughs> so right. There was there would be the same setup as regular hockey. Okay. Except you had snorkels and you had flippers, like you know that you had on. Where your- were, this was happening in the north of England. Yes. <laughs> It was happening in Sheffield, yes, Um, in an indoor swimming pool. I think there was an outdoor one as well somewhere else in the city. Sounds like a Florida sport. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And there was like a a slightly buoyant puck um, that would be floating in the water and everyone would have like underwater hockey sticks. Okay. And you'd you'd have to underwater just flip your way about and punt this like hockey puck underwater. It was the most bizarre sport ever, and half the time people almost drowned uh, because people <laughs> got really kind of heated and aggressive underwater, and we yeah. just whack into each other and try and push each other out of the way while they're underwater. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so people people would also forget that they were. Ha- they had snorkels on their heads, so they go too far in the water, and they just like choke on water and have to come up and sit on the side for five minutes because they're drowning. That's what I wanted to ask: how how deep was the how deep was the water? It was like a an Olympic swimming pool size swimming pool, so it was like a good depth. It was okay. two meters. Uh, it's like yeah, three two, meters, yeah, two, two to three meters yeah. around there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the long snorkel. <laughs> It was, it was the most bizarre thing I've ever done in my life, and I don't regret it. It was a lot of fun at the time, but I would never do it again. And I've never been, I would never be caught doing something that stupid. I think, uh, isn't there uh, something like uh, football where you're having like a bubble around you? Yes. This, um, this one I, I would like to try. <laughs> I'd try that. I can't remember what it's called. Um, it's, is it Zorf? They're Zorbs, aren't they? Is that what they're called? The really? Okay. Called it is here anyway. It is here in, and in America. I don't know. Maybe something different. I feel like that would also be a bit of a safety hazard. Yeah, definitely. Those are people like running into each other when they've got those things and they just fly like 10 feet. Yeah. Just it. Someone, just, someone just leaves a pin on the floor. <laughs> someone slowly deflates throughout the game. They just get vacuum packed inside it. Yeah. yeah. Just the image of Kevin running around with a bunch of people half his size and just whacking into the (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Um, Yeah, so go go back round to questions. Joe, have we got another question? (laughs) Yeah, this one's, uh, it was my question. So it goes for everybody. Uh, Which is your favourite body part on yourself and which body part are you most proud of? Huh. Muscles. Yeah, I'm gonna restrain from sex jokes. <laughs> I was make thinking, sure. I think Kevin was thinking the exact same thing as me. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah, I was no. talking about this on on somebody else's podcast. It was like, is the penis a muscle? Yeah. Well, no, it's an organ. Scientifically, but, it's an uh, organ. A, apparently, you can have penis hypertrophy. I'm not joking. Right. Oh, okay. I had no idea that was so, even a thing. I don't know. There you go. So, so 
still thinking about muscle. We're now thinking about the neuromuscular adaptations of a penis. Um, <laughs> creatine loading. Creatine yeah. loading. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for me, muscle-wise, my, my best body part, upsettingly, has always been my glutes, probably. Like in terms of like all jokes aside, in terms of actual a bit like the amount of workload I have to put into developing them versus what they are, it, they are by far probably my best body part. Um, because it, it's not a case of me having to do any direct work on them to actually have good glutes, they're just there. Um, it's a genetic trait. If I had to pick one body part, though, that I like most on me in particular, probably my chest. I quite like my chest. Um, the nipples or the chest? <laughs> the actual chest muscle. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you, Kev? I think I'm going with legs. Legs? Yeah, because Safe bet. the same reason as you said. Mm. and. The body part I'm most proud of, I think, is my back because my back was always a major weakness and I have to train a lot of years to get them to where it is right now. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot of rack pulls that you've been doing. Yeah, That's a, the, the driest answer you can get. <laughs> <laughs> but it's honest, though. That's like the truth of it, isn't it? Is that sure. like the, the body parts you are most proud of are always going to be the ones where you've had to just ruin yourself day in day out to bring them up yeah. uh, unlike my calves they'll never yeah. be good Crying. you can just shoot them up it's fine <laughs> yeah Those right. like water balloons on stage um joe what about me uh most proud body part definitely legs yeah. um and my legs used to be my best body part mm. It's probably my back now is my, is my best body part. But okay. if I could have anything different, but I, th I think maybe in 12 months, my most proud, proud body part will be my arms because I'm going to just blast the shit out of them for a whole year and see what happens. Yeah. So that's You've the plan added, anyway, because yeah. I, I don't want twigs anymore. So mm. they look like twigs on a tree. So You've added an extra arm day? Uh, yeah, I've added in an arm day. So I only used to do, I was doing yeah. push-pull legs. So I started off doing a four-day split when I first started training. Yeah. Then when I got sick and had all the time off, I came back and did push-pull legs for maybe 12 months. Mm -hmm. And I think it increased the density of my back and my chest. Yeah. But certain body parts, like my shoulders used to be like a very good body part. And yeah. then they, because there's no there's not as much volume on the shoulders at least in my push sessions before yeah. they sort of went away okay. and i think it was more negative on my physique so when everything's open again i'll be going back to a, a four-day split and doing it that way mm -hmm. with a arm day in every second rotation so okay yeah sounds good. I, I mine's not really changed since i i actually i actually adopted um like the pump or metabolic idea from from you when we spoke, Kevin, and I did incorporate yeah. that. And I absolutely did notice a, a drastic difference in terms of actual volume, in terms of how the muscle looks visually. Um, that's what I found. And yeah, when we're back in the gym, that will be definitely back in rotation. <laughs> At the minute, I'm currently on in lockdown more of a straight bro split where it is like a body part per day yeah. um however yeah when we go back in it will be in two days on one day off um yeah it'll be three days on one day off two days on one day off that'll be my split when i go back in yeah with yeah. very low baseline volume currently only training four days a week i think when we last spoke i trained like five days no yeah um yeah and i've just decreased um, the training days, the frequency, because I was just realizing every time I did five days a week, I was running through a wall or against the wall and had to deload or take some days off. And now I'm pretty good off with um, 
like a pull rest, push rest, um, legs, and then um, arms and shoulders, metabolic work, mm -hmm. and another day off. And then we start, I uh, start again. So I have only two rotations and everything is coming um, every 14 days. So uh -huh. that's pretty good for me, which, which yeah, yeah uh, really made a lot of progress over the last weeks. Fantastic. What What is your opinion on um, recovery in terms of naps and stuff like that? Because I, I've I I did for a little a short period of time for about a month or two, used yeah. to nap fairly frequently, and looking back, that was probably the best period of time in terms of training I've actually had. Although yeah. at the time, I also I think at the time, I took it a different way. At the time, I took it as being a negative in that. It was almost a sign that I was I, like that. Like I'd come home from training, I'd eat, and I'd just fall asleep in my chair for like an hour. Yeah. And I took that as a sign at the time that I was doing too much. I needed to dial back in order to recover. Yeah. Um, however, actually looking back now retrospectively, I think that was the wrong move. What is your mm -hmm. opinion on that? I'm definitely a nap guy, but I think it also depends on your recovery capabilities mm -hmm. or if you have the time for it. Yeah. Um, and also um, how long you are sleeping per night. Yeah. So I'm sleeping like seven to eight hours per night. Mm -hmm. And um, one hour, as you said, I'm coming home from the workout, I'm eating, and then I'm taking a nap for, I think, an hour. Yeah. This works pretty fine for me. Yeah. Mm. I might I might think about taking taking that back when uh, when we're back in the gym and doing that again. Um, if you have the time too, I would really advise. Yeah, absolutely. To, yeah. Right now, I'm just I'm run flat because of being at the like the end of my uni. This is my like final semester, so all my big assignments and projects are in at the moment. So yeah, yeah. As soon as as soon as that calendar is cleared up, I will be I'll be doing that again for sure. Sure. Awesome. I, uh, fingers crossed. Last time we spoke, um, obviously I had my really bad stomach problems, Kevin, and yeah. everything like that. Um, they changed my med medications and everything. Um, had my blood work done. Everything is going in the right direction, which is good. Mm -hmm. Dude, now I, I found like, I found my new maintenance after my last flare up. So pretty much every time I have a bad flare up, I become more resistant to putting on body weight. Because it affects your metabolism and the ability to separate and digest the, the foods and everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm losing weight at 3.8K right now. Okay. Um, so every day I'm trying to get 4,000 in just to maybe even put on one pound a week or something like that. And mm -hmm. it's so fucking difficult because like 4,000, whereas before the highest I ever went was maybe 3.1. But now, if if I try to go back to that, I just lose weight straight away. Yeah. So, like, breakfast now is, like, 1,200 calories. And then after every other meal around training is a bit smaller, more uh, easy to digest everything. Yeah. And then I have a big feeling again before bed. So it's sort of working out well, and everything seems to be okay for now. So we'll see. But I think when we're all back training as well um we're going to see a, a big uh, response a good response and and really put some put some muscle on as well because it's been i've been away for it now for so long especially yeah. being healthy you know it's made hopefully it's going to be like a, a spring and just explode and yeah. we shall see but fucking four thousand calories is, is no joke that's a lot <laughs> so, of food yeah what is your actual expenditure like then joe like um in terms of like your daily activity, around six thousand steps. Wow. Okay. So it's not like crazy, crazy high steps. No. That either. So. If if I, it's like when um when me and Katie like go on walks up the river and everything like that, it usually clocks in around ten thousand if we do that, and I wake up the next day two pound lighter. So <laughs> it's not good. That's um, rough, man. <laughs> yeah. But distension seems to have gone as well, which is really good. I've okay. switched from like a higher volume food, so uh, less rice and more things like bread and 
wheat-based yeah. things, like more calorie-dense things. And there's less bloating. Instead of eating like 500 grams of rice, yeah. it's now like two bagels, jam, maybe yeah. some Definitely, butter, yeah. nut butter or something like that. Definitely. Some eggs. You need to add some um, easier calories. Yeah. Also like bread in the off-season. Um, just like my post-workout meal is like um, chicken, rice, uh, spinach, and one or two um, breads or toast or something like this. Um, because digests just very well. Um, also, um, if you can add something like an apple juice or something, if you digest as well, it's so individual. So I can't yeah. really give an advice here mm. because you can you will have to check it out. But looks like you're going into the right direction. Fingers crossed. It's about time. It's about time. I know, I know. Everything's <laughs> just been for so long. Yeah. So hopefully, you know. I, I think as well that lockdown has done you no favors, Joe. No, I've not. Yeah. This this time around, like I'm much better prepared. Like I have a good amount of weight, everything like that. Um, mm. At home, food is good. Um, health is is in better place than it was before. But being, it's like I calculated last week. In the past two years, I've only been training solid for four months. So. It's really just frustrating because it's like stop, start, stop, start. So hopefully everything just stays okay. Yeah. Fingers crossed. What What are your guys' um, <clears throat> sort of specific goals when we go back in the gym in terms of in the gym goals? Um, obviously, Kevin, you've got your show, but is there anything when gyms fully open back up that you want to actually hit like as a performance goal? Mm, not really, no. Okay. Just trying to hold on to the <clears throat> that I moved um, now in the quarantine because I'm also fortunate enough to have a gym to go to. Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty different from any anybody else, I guess. So I don't really have the performance goals in mind. Um, also, I've been taking out um, the hip hinges. I'm just having one hip hinge move. Uh, because I want to focus more on the upper back and uh, lower lat area because my uh, erector is pretty thick and it could hurt me um, in the side turns from the from the classic uh, yeah. poses. Um, Stefan and me spoke um, in the last diet over this because we realized when the body fat was down, the waist still looked a bit thick into these quarter turns because of the uh, amount of erector what was yeah, yeah. on my body. Um, so I basically tried to downsize this a bit um, to get <clears throat> more flow into the physique. I think that's something that, because uh, I'll be prepping again next year, um, having had a two-year, over two-year off-season. Um, I think I'll probably adopt the same sort of idea. I In my last prep, um, initially, I think at the start, we had double hip hinges. There were different variations of a hip hinge. So it was an RDL, yeah. then a barbell RDL and a dumbbell RDL. Um, obviously, the load, the amount of load when doing a dumbbell RDL is vastly different to a barbell RDL. Um, so it wasn't too bad, but I found as soon as I went down to one, one hip hinge per rotation in that prep that was the best my midsection and waist had actually looked the entire prep and i didn't end up really losing any sort of detail or density or anything like that through my my yeah. lower back so yeah also um, a lot of also a lot of impact on the cns i think absolutely if yeah you take out the hip hinge you feel um we trained like the the first time without the hip hinge uh, i think on monday and on Tuesday, the back was sore, but um, there was no like CNS, mm. um, which was damaged or something like this. This is also a thing. I think um, a lot of guys can train more volume or more frequency if they take out the hip hinge, but a lot of guys need the hip hinge. So I guess it's kind of a, yeah. The thing I started doing before everything got closed again was putting the hip hinge at the back of the pull workout. 
at yeah. the end of the pull workout because yeah. everything's already fucked. So it, it puts more, I can put more volume into to weaker areas of the back, like my upper back and mid trap area and lat, lat area and stuff. Yes. And then my erectors, my erectors and my uh, upper lat is the best part of my back. <clears throat> um, so for me to add the, add that, uh, in at the end, it just makes more sense. And the load you're lifting is maybe reduced by 20%. And because there's already so much blood and everything in the back, oh, I f- personally feel it better as well. And I feel it less in the glutes and the hamstrings and things like this. So, yeah, I also have it at the back of my or at the end of my back session, um, right before the rear delt and the biceps work. That might be something that I need to think about going into my next prep that might be a good idea for me as well i think for the rest of my off season once gyms open back up i will keep my hip hinges towards the start still um just because like what one of the big things with me is that like my my posterior chain is my weak point aside from my glutes my glutes are dominant but everything else needed to catch up um so i'm I'm still thinking that realistically I can probably start pulling 264 reps before the end of my off season. Um, the goal was to get to maybe 300 by the end of the off season, but I'm just, I'm limited. I've spent half of my off season at this point limited to 200 kg on the barbell. So um, yeah, if I can get to 260, that would be excellent in terms of. Program. It probably makes more sense, especially when we first go back, at least maybe for a month or something like that, to yeah. try and gain a bit of full body strength back anyway. Yeah. And maybe yeah. maybe that will transfer over to more isolation. Well, stuff. yeah. So I will be doing when I'll be doing very, very baseline volume. So I will just be doing one big working set per movement like that and nothing else. Mm. Um, and uh, other exercises um, like um, like leg extension or something, for example, I will get in some more high density work in through like muscle rounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's where the actual session volume will mainly accumulate. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. Yeah. So makes sense to me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, have we got another question, Joe, that you can throw to? Uh, I had a, a few more questions I wanted to ask, Kevin, anyway. Yeah. Um, so besides yourself in, Austri- in uh, Austria and Michael and everything like that, is there anybody that you have like, in mind that maybe in the future could be like a, a very good pro or anything like that? Yeah, uh, we have, uh, I think, four or five pros in Austria. Uh, we have uh, Fabian Meyer, I think. Pull him up, Jermaine. Yeah, let's have a look. One second. So, it's like I know the name. Um, SCFM. I think he's probably the best. Um, I had Kevin up just in case, but we're, we're going to someone else. Uh, Fabian. No, Classy. What's the last name? Yeah, it's Classy FM. Ah, there we are. There you go. Fabian. Fabian Meyer. Yeah. Also coached by Stefan. Oh, yes, yes, I know him. I've seen this he's guy with before. Stefan yeah. as well. Sorry, awesome. he's with Stefan as well. Yes. Also, I okay. think 2013 on. Okay. Come on, internet catch up. There we go. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think he's um, one eight nine or something like this. Heat. Centimeters, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Very cool. Very cool physique. Yeah, looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, who else? Who else have we got? Uh, we have Klaus Drescher. Klaus. Klaus. Yeah, the third one. Yeah. Also a classic physique guy. Um, I think the contest picks are a little bit down. If he has any on. Wow. Yeah, the one of classic, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a good pose. Very, very good. Yeah, the shape he, and everything's there. He just needs more size. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I don't know if he can if he can develop the size he needs to, um, but he has a very classy look to himself. Yeah, this and is always cool. posed from from day one on like the Arnold poses. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? You yeah. can see it in some of these shots. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Very nice. He's very much a, a limb bodybuilder. Whereas yeah. we was talking about building up erectors and heavy poles and things. This guy's yeah. got the arms and the legs and everything. Yeah. So Yeah, very nice. How tall is he? I think yeah, he's also a very tall guy. That's We're... rough diesel there, so yeah, he's <laughs> quite tall. Yeah. <laughs> he's quite tall, yeah. Wow. I think maybe maybe like Fabian, like one eighty nine or something like this. Mm-hmm. It's about what six six two maybe. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> look at the yeah. <laughs> look at the difference. <laughs> That's um, Greg Deschet there, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's quite tall. Yeah. He's quite tall. Wow. That's even more impressive. Whenever I see someone who's like, he must be what six three maybe six Something four. Like I am six six. I'm six foot. I think. They like six one or six two, yeah. Yeah, when you get people who start creeping up into the middle of the yeah. six foot mark, it's super impressive when they put on any amount of size, like yeah. Very, very cool. Especially especially with the way the direction that the classic seems to be going in, favoring the bigger, taller guys. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I don't know, I don't know how big um C bomb is. It's around six one, I think. Six I think foot. He's, six, he's, sim- he's almost. He's a bit taller than me, I think. Yeah. Uh, who else have we got? Um, I think uh, we only have uh, like a physique. Oh, we have Lara, uh, which is a girl. H- how am I spelling that? Um, L, R, A, no, A. Go back. L A R A. Uh yeah, R R number eight. Sorry, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, um, the the the, pe- the the people who aren't watching the video are going to be like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's a women's physique competitor. Oh, I I I've seen this girl before. Go, yep. Very cool. I think AJ has posted yeah. many pictures of her. Yeah, yeah, could be. She competed in London and turned pro there. Wow. Yeah, the two bros pro. Fantastic. Do you cars. think there's any... Is, uh, I know it's better than mine. Yeah, um, than mine. That's for sure. Do you think there's uh, any reason why there's so many like uh, classic pros coming out of, of Austria in that area rather than open competitors? Is, no, there, is that more like the desired yeah. look? or <laughs> No, because there is not enough potential for the, for the, for the open guy. <laughs> I, I can't think of anybody else than Fabian. Fabian could... Um, Maybe. He's a very big frame. Guy. Yeah. I do Perfect. always... I always feel like like Austria, Germany, Switzerland, they, they have sort almost like a bit of bodybuilding heritage. Yeah. yeah. Where like it, it's almost... <laughs> Not the not an expectation, but that's like the the culture there seems a bit more centered around that, maybe. Obviously, yeah. still ridiculously hardcore training. That's what a lot like what you always see out of the European camps and stuff yeah. like that. Definitely. Wow. She's she's also with Stefan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Can I full screen this? That should be fine, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. I think this was the pro qualifier, the overall. The U- yeah, the UK one, yeah. Okay. I think I remember seeing it. I think uh, this is the one we watched, wasn't it, Jermaine? Yeah, yeah, we watched this. I remember I was watching. Yeah. <laughs> I was at work, uh, sat on my desk computer and had it up yeah. <laughs> at work. Wow. She's very complete and she's clearly got the best lower body on stage as well. I mean, yeah, it's she's, yeah. Got, a, she's got enough of everything that it, shows up everyone else that's what yeah. it seems like yeah for sure on the on the pro qualifier stage i think she needs to build up more um back and overall mass for the physique class in the pro ranks yeah. it reminds me of maybe karen two two three years ago before she had that a lot of mass in the back mm. um but yeah. it's re- very very impressive as well wow is there anything you wanted to discuss before we let you go kevin um, not really, I think. Um, we featured a, a lot of Austrian pros yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. No. Come up. Do I think of anything? Like, okay. so so you, you say uh, prep starts in March? Prep starts in March, yes. Awesome. Uh, how much uh, are you looking for a 
a certain amount of weight above what you were last time or is it just the overall look and bringing that conditioning i guess it will be about two kgs more okay but i think if it's in That's the right i think if it's in the right areas it will look pretty different mm-hmm. and yeah as i said i needed it in the chest delt and arms mm-hmm. just the the lower body, I is, think, yeah. is enough or big enough for the classic. Um, and also, um, if I have more size up there, I have a better V taper, and the waist, uh, the waist would look even smaller. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this progression kind of shows that. Yeah, you can see. Yeah, because I, I never really had a from from day one like the the smallest waist. Yeah, yeah. As you can see, but um, as the physique progressed and the muscle put into the right places, the it looks like I have the tiniest waist. Yeah, you can see it. You can see small. even way back here, like in twenty thirteen, yeah. you had such developed wheels, <laughs> even yeah. back then. Yeah, I think in 2013, I started to decrease my frequency on leg training. I only trained legs like every two weeks. Wow. I think from 2015 or 2016 on, I started to do them weekly again. Jeez Louise. That's awesome. So that's when, um, yeah, when you may be like, six weeks into your prep so maybe mid-april something like that yeah. we could have you back on maybe you and michael could come on together or something like that mm-hmm. maybe you and yeah. we'll reach out to stefan or something like that as well get everybody yeah. on and discuss how the prep's going and everything so yeah we'll try and get you on before you get into the thick of it so we're, <laughs> not, we're not dragging you around when you you know like six weeks out or something and you don't want to talk to anyone about it i'm always working from home so it's not not really different if i'm doing a podcast or something else gotcha be fine awesome awesome yeah uh let me bring bring you all back okay so thank you very much for coming on again kevin it's been a pleasure as always um and yeah we'll try and get you on again in what a couple months is it yeah, a couple of months' time. Yeah, a couple of months. Yeah. Um, when you get actually started in prep, and uh, we can sort of document that journey a bit for you, because uh, all, all the boring stuff. When I when I look <laughs> when I look better. Yeah. <laughs> when you've got the jawline, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Joe. Do you want to see us out? Oh uh, yeah, can do. Uh, first, Kevin, do you want to plug anything? Brutal work, anything like that? No. I think everybody knows my shit. Every- <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. There you go. Everyone knows. No, uh, <laughs> all the links to Kevin's, uh, everything Kevin is, is affiliated with will be in the description. So check him out. Um, if, you, if, you, if, you, if, if, if you've enjoyed it, leave a like, subscribe, whatever. Share it out there. It means a lot to us. Um, but yeah, this has been episode 37, I believe. Wow. Um, nice. So yeah, and we'll be back very soon. So take care, guys, and thank you once again, Kevin. Bye. Cheers. See you guys.